2: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 473 of Locked On Raptors 4. I guess late Tuesday, uh, March 5th, early Wednesday, March 6th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, Uh, here in the depths, the very loud depths of the Scotiabank Arena after the Raptors lost 107-95 to the Houston Rockets in a truly, truly bizarre game. Uh, before we get into the show, please remind a you to check out the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places to get your podcasts. Same with the Locked On NBA show, the team-focused shows across the Locked On NBA network. If you're an NFL fan, I think free agency is starting up pretty soon, so you can get all of your NFL free agency fixed with all the local NFL shows going on as well. Uh, no shortage of stuff for you to check out on the Locked On podcast network. All right, uh, let's get to today's action. Joining me to break it all down from the Raptors loss to Houston from Raptors Republic. It's Lewis Zatzman. How's it going, man? Hey, buddy. It's going well. Happy to be here. It's your first appearance on the pod. Mm-hmm. This is a monumental day. Usually I would rope Vivek into this, but he's not around. <laughs> so uh, you are the guinea pig now who I pull away from their work and uh, make make them come on the podcast. So I appreciate it. Yeah, um, the, the hazing TBD. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll see if the, if the bargain is worth it. Uh, so the Raptors lost tonight. It was a strange game. It was like... A somewhat like quiet start, 23-19 after the first quarter. Uh, not much in the way of offensive flow for either side, which is, uh, I think, a testament to both teams' defenses. But the bench for the Raptors, I guess, is the story in this one. Although, like, I'll just throw it to you. Like, what was your biggest takeaway from this game as a whole?
1: I don't know if you can take anything away from the game as a whole. That's it was- my kind of takeaway.
0: Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was
1: at least two. Probably three different games Mm -hmm. and they had almost no similarities. Yeah. Um, The start of the game like you said though was partially really good defense and partially just both teams were jogging Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like you know Toronto got punked they were outscored Mm 23-19 they were just walking like Siakam had a couple possessions in the first quarter where he missed a shot and walked back he never does that Yeah. he never leaked out at least not in the first half he didn't run at all in the fast break so You know, just lackadaisical.
0: Yeah, and I thought the way the Raptors were playing defense in the first half was kind of... I don't know if it was like, inviting them to be lazy, but it just was not like the most proactive style of defense. And we yeah. saw a big change to that, especially how they addressed James Harden in the second half. But the first half they were just like, "All right, perimeter guys, like do your worst, like fight over the screens as best you can. We're gonna have our big drop back, uh, and we're gonna really rely on help defense at the rim if it comes to it." And there was a lot of floaters, and not a lot in the way of like James Harden stepping back and drilling in people's eye, which is nice. But he was still kind of getting his around the basket at least for the first quarter. Then he kind of cooled down for like you know t- t- 24 minutes until the third quarter when he completely eviscerated the Raptors, but like, I thought the way they defended him in the second half was a lot smarter. They kind of used Serge Ibaka's length to great effect, they had him come up, they had him, you know, trap the ball handler, and they kind of walled off the offense for the Rockets at the source and it didn't yield like particularly good results. Just 14 points for the Rockets in the third quarter. I uh, of the Raptors did a really good job of kind of sticking to that in the second half. It was a pretty noticeable adjustment from kind of the laid back and chill way they were playing defense against Harden in the first half and you know coming into the game nurse said before the game that they weren't going to really like game plan specifically for harden it was more we're just going to kind of work on our stuff for the playoffs or whatever and i thought we saw this against uh, portland on friday as well i thought the way that they kind of changed up their pick and roll defense to come and have the bigs come hedge high it's a little bit different than what they've done in like this season so far, but I thought it worked really well. And it's almost a shame that outside of Boston, none of the teams in the East really have that like shooting point guard who you're really worried about just killing you with those pull ups. It's For like sure. Giannis, who's a very different beast. It's Joel Embiid. It's Ben Simmons <laughs> yeah. shooting Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> like that stuff's not really going to be in play unless they come across Boston in a conference finals or something like that. Um, But I I don't know. What what did you think of the way they defended Harden? Were you impressed with it? Were you uh, nonplussed by the way that it all finished? Because, like, I don't know. I I thought it was, like, a pretty good defensive performance overall. No, Baca was definitely the key. And it was funny because on Twitter, you know, it
1: looked like some people were really trashing him, even in the first half. Yeah. But his defense was, like you said, unbelievable. Because not just Harden, but Chris Paul, who finished 1 for 10, by the way. Yeah. Rough um, game. They, the enti- they defended him well. The entire defensive game plan was go over the screen, make him drive. Mm-hmm. Everyone stays out on the wings and just let him isolate in the mid range against the big. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't able to do that. He had five points. I mean, Harden for the majority of the game, like you said, he got his in the fourth, but for the majority of the game missed those floaters over mm-hmm. Ibaka. That was, you know, really impressive defense. And the the no game plan thing yeah. that you mentioned, which was I thought. Uh, You know, a piece of honesty that you don't always see in between a coach and in the media uh, says two things. One was it means their advanced scouting is not ahead of the team anymore. They're (laughs) they're scouting Detroit. You know, they're scouting Brooklyn potential first-round playoff opponents, which most teams would be doing at this point. And the second thing that that says to me is they just... had no idea what they were doing for Harden like yeah. the the staying out on the wings you know going over the screen happened most of the time but mm-hmm. you could see Marcus all he blitzed a couple yeah um, they switched a couple with Ibaka like yeah I don't know if if Nick Nurse was saying, "All right, let's let's change it up, like yeah. slider, curveball, fastball," but it seemed like they were just freestyling. Like yeah, it, might, it out yeah, on the, that makes play. a lot
0: of sense if it's just like kind of making up on the fly. Also, yeah. it would make sense to throw a bunch of different looks at Harden. Yeah. Um, but like again, they're not going to face a Harden in the playoffs outside yeah. of a potential finals matchup with the Rockets. And the way they played tonight defensively, like that's the kind of Rockets defense that unlocks kind of a new ceiling for them, but i they're not going to beat the Warriors, but like they they looked very much like the team that was awesome last year and that yep. actually gave the Warriors, you know, a challenge in the conference finals, so that was nice if you're a Rockets fan, I suppose, like I thought they played extremely well, so they did. kudos to them um, The, th- Let's talk about the bench, Okay. so the bench was uh, real bad in this one uh, OG Ananobi, a minus 30. Marcus Gasol, a minus 30. And
1: those were the two I thought were the best yeah, on the Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: really weird. Uh, Norm Powell was a minus 16. Pat McCaw in 10 minutes was a minus 15. And Jeremy Lin was a minus 22. Uh, pick any one of those guys. Pick a certain lineup, whatever you want, and just go as to what uh, was what went wrong for the bench in this one. I guess there's like a lot of answers to that question, but uh, what stood out to you most?
1: I mean, Marcus Gasol, you he's been weird since he got here like obviously he's incredible but the magic you don't really know where it's coming from and you can't really predict when it's going to take place Mm. and he was solid tonight you know three for five from the floor he hit his mid-range shots zero turnovers um he was like the only guy (laughs) who didn't (laughs) turn the ball over but i mean he didn't have that magic right yeah he wasn't creating stuff out of nothing which it's hard to say why it wasn't there, but it wasn't. And so he was solid, but not enough to boost them. And so without him doing that, you know, Lin's obviously not enough to initiate. OG, you can't have that. Powell, we've proved you can't have that. And so without this magic that's really tough to identify, you don't know what's there.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, they miss Fred Van Vliet. That is, yep. seems painfully obvious right now. And the Jeremy Lin experience so far has been uh... Less than ideal. <laughs> it was really rough tonight. Just eleven minutes for Lin. Uh, two points, minus twenty-two. One of five from the field. Still has yet to hit a three as a raptor. Yeah. Um, it's not been great, and, and I'm, passing them up very obviously. Yeah. And, and like I'm already questioning whether or not Lin's going to be someone we even see in like a playoff rotation. Like, so this has been a thing that people have been really harping on the last little while here, and especially tonight as well. Even though tonight it might not be totally warranted, is the lack of like staggering with like Kyle and Kawhi and bench yeah. guys and. Yes, like they need to do that more. Nurse needs to be, make a more concerted effort to stagger those guys. And I think he kind of got into kind of a bit of his own way in the third quarter where. That starting lineup with Ibaka in there was playing so well. They were just kicking the shit out of the Rockets. And he let them run for like 10 minutes. And Siakam ended up playing the entire third quarter and then the start of the fourth. And then I think he was kind of gassed by the end of that run. It was kind of like a Patrick Patterson circa 2016, like playing the last 18 minutes of a game because there's nothing else to do. Uh, No one else to go out there. But um, I I thought just like... Yes, the staggering needs to be a little bit better and a little bit more sort of, I I think, maybe timed throughout the game a little bit more strategically. But I also kind of thought that, like... He played, Nurse played Lowry with with Gasol quite yep. a bit. Like, that is what you want. Like, and Siakam. He, and Siakam. Like, Siakam started the fourth with Gasol. Yep. That seems like, in theory, a lot of this should work. I've gone on record saying, like, I don't think they should ever have two of their top six players not on the floor at the same time. Like, oh, they, sure. Like, and, like, Lowry and Gasol, in theory, makes a lot of sense. Coming into, into this game, they, I think, in 137 minutes, as a two-man duo were, like, a plus-nine net rating. They were really good, and it was an effective duo. And to have those two guys leading the bench unit makes sense. In this game, they were absolutely horrible. I got the numbers here. They were... uh, So the one lineup that I think got killed at the start of the second quarter was Lowry, Gasol, Lynn, Powell, OG. In five minutes, they were a minus 153 net rating. And then a Lowry, Gasol, Leonard, McCaw, OG look as well got five minutes. Those were the second most used lineups for the Raptors in this one. And they were a minus 101. So, like, when you're, in theory, best staggered lineup featuring Lowry and Gasol, two dudes who just, like, creating off of one another, shooting, passing, screening, everything, like, that should make sense. When it's that bad, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, you did the right thing and played those guys ten minutes together in those staggered lineups on top of the 29 minutes that the starters played together, and we're plus 29, or plus 28. So, I don't know, this one feels like a game where a lot of the, like, anger is kind of much ado about nothing and is not ultimately going to matter all that much. But, like, so, I guess for you, what do you think is the path forward as as far as, like, the bench rotation goes and who should be playing and who should be not playing at all?
1: Yeah, this game was a particularly tough one to stagger, exactly like you said. Like, Mm -hmm. they come into the third quarter down 17, uh, Houston takes a timeout, I think, 7.34, 7.36. It's a five-point game. Mm-hmm. And so he chooses to roll with them. Obviously, you're not subbing out after four and a half minutes. And they keep cutting the lead. They they take the lead. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you roll with them. I mean, they're winning you the game. Yeah. So it's tough to stagger. But he finds a way to get those guys in, exactly like you said. But the to me, the nuance is where you can get a little bit critical. Yeah. Because even when Lowry and Gasol were in there, Lynn and Norm... Initiated Not all the time, but, yeah. you know, once is too many, mm-hmm. right? With Lowry and Gasol on the floor. And and Lin, I mean, he had a stretch in the first half where he ran a, a baselines-out-of-bounds play before the ref even gave the ball to the inbounder. <laughs> they were all standing there. Then he tr- had to isolate because he, they took so long and he had to, you know, to penetrate. He threw it away for no reason. I mean, he just... Like, he... Needs to hit a three to be off ball, mm-hmm. and he's just turning it over when he's on ball. Like, it's it's really serious. And that's where Fred comes in, because Fred and Lowry have shown such incredible chemistry, where Lynn and Lowry work in progress.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yeah, I think that's been a thing all season long, right, where you can have the right ingredients on the court, but if the right guys aren't touching the ball all the time, then it's exactly. kind of a problem. Like, we've seen that when Fred shares the floor with Kawhi and Kyle, where yeah. it's just like, why are Kyle and Kawhi not doing all the creating, while Fred just kind of triples the ball, th- you know, for 13 seconds into the clock. Um, and so, yeah, I think that is maybe where you could really nitpick and sort of say, like, nurse, like, dude, why aren't you, like, yeah. having stuff run through the guys or are having on the court in order to properly stagger them, Um, but like, even then, it's just, it's so tough, and for me, it's hard to get that up in arms about it, because ultimately, I don't think a lot of these guys are going to play very much in the playoffs, like, if I was to say right now what I think the playoff rotation should be, it's the starters we saw tonight with Ibaka, you have Gasol, you have OG, and then Fred when he's back, and like, that eight-man group might be enough. There's enough shooting, there's enough playmaking, there's enough defense in there. I don't think you really need to bring in any of the ancillary components yep. to, like, add any sort of injection of whatever skill is lacking from that group. And so, like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, is Lin even going to play in the playoffs? And is him playing right now just a function of, A, trying to get him up to speed with everything, and B, Fred just being out and not wanting to play Kyle Lowry 42 minutes a game? Like, You have to play him at some point. You have to play Patrick McCaw and Norm at some point here, too. And maybe you can nitpick and say, well, maybe Malcolm Miller should be playing ahead of Powell or ahead of uh, Lynn or, 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 or I guess, especially McCaw right now. But even then, like, I'm not sure Malcolm Miller is changing the mix in that group all that much either. I'm not sure Malcolm Miller factors into a playoff rotation either. So, for me... Yes, it's like a bummer. Like, the Bucks are losing a couple of games in a row, and they look like they're scuffling a little bit, and maybe that first seed's up for grabs. Whether or not that matters at all, it's I don't not. particularly care. Yeah. Like, it might be, it might behoove the Raptors to stay in the two seed bracket wise. Like, it's just, it's so far out to even know. And yes, like, home court would be nice, but ultimately, I'd rather the Raptors, like, be healthy and have their guys not playing insane numbers of minutes. And, like, that was a problem again tonight, too, if you're really going to nitpick with Nurse, is like, those guys still play a lot of minutes. Like, yeah was it? Uh, Pascal played 39, and Leonard played 36, and Kyle played 42. Like, I just said you don't want Kyle playing 42 minutes, you <laughs> yeah. haven't played 42 minutes tonight. So, yeah, that, that is another area, I guess, where if you're going to nitpick with nurses' rotations, that's the place to do it. It's just like the minutes distribution and, like, but again, the minutes distribution problem is only going to be solved by playing these other guys more, which, yeah. before the playoffs, I know everyone's like, man, you got to get chemistry, you got to get good habits. You know what team had chemistry and good habits? Last year's Raptors team, and it didn't matter. And, like, I don't know where you're at with this. I just kind of think the... IQ level and the just like the overall talent of the guys who are actually going to matter in the playoffs is high enough that I don't really buy into the idea of meeting like this prolonged incubation period where everyone has to like you know get into the, into the into the zone and play these minutes and have these set rotations every single time out because we've seen like that ultimately like the playoffs muck everything up yeah. and the rotations are going to be shortened no matter what and so I, I don't know. Game six norm. Tell me like convince me why I should be like concerned about this. So the rotation stuff, I mean, there is
1: one spot that you need to fill, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have the starters, they're solid. Whether it be Gasol or Ibaka. Yeah. Like, Gasol, Norm... Or, Gasol, Fred, you can count on them, right? Yeah. But seven's not enough. Yeah. And, I mean, against Detroit, against Brooklyn, doesn't matter. Yeah. You're gonna win no matter what. But when you get into the championship contenders mm. of the non-Golden State variety, you know, teams like Houston, teams like Milwaukee... Uh, you do need something from one of Lynn, Powell, and Ananobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can be in situations that are beneficial to them, like Ananobi playing alongside the starters. That can help, mm-hmm. but you, you still need something from them. Yeah. And we haven't seen them give a ton in situations like this against the Rockets. So, I mean, for sure, you're not going to have Lynn playing 11 minutes, Powell playing 10, and Ananobi playing 14. Yeah. And McCaw playing ten, yeah. you won't have that absolutely. But it'd be like one, one or two of those one guys playing a team, and one of them needs to play well when they do. When they do that, so that's really the one concern, but minor, you yeah. know. And they'll be in much better situations.
0: Yeah, I just, I, f- I really feel like I'm just so poisoned from last year's season. It's yeah. like I don't think any of this shit matters, man. Like, and maybe that's like a bad thing for me to be saying as someone who hosts who's hosting a podcast <laughs> every day, but like. I just, I really, like, the big things that I think matter with this team are that Kawhi's healthy, and when he's playing, he looks really good. Uh, Just 10-22 of tonight, but I thought he looked really good, and I thought the way Houston defended him, like, it was the same way they defend everyone, right? Like, they, they switch heavily, they don't... Like they, 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 they I, th- I thought they did a really good job defending everyone tonight. Really, I thought Siakam in particular in the first half was really bothered by James Harden of all people. Yeah. He figured it out in the third quarter, which was awesome. Fifteen points for him in the third. Um, that was really the only time we saw much from Siakam. But like, I, I just, if if Kawhi is healthy and playing well, and Kyle Lowry's hitting his shots, which he didn't tonight, but he had been playing out of his gourd for the last month and a half. Um, and, like, if Ibaka is playing not like last year's playoff, Ibaka, and like we saw today in the third quarter, where he had five blocks. I think he had four yep. of those came in the third quarter. Um, and he was just like Best oh, game God. in months. He was so fun. Like, yep. the energy he brought, like, just rallying up the crowd. Serge Ibaka forever, dude. Like, and I, I thought maybe Nurse waited a little too long to sub him back in. You know, I think he came in with like 5:44 left in the fourth quarter. Maybe you could have brought him in a little earlier in place of Gasol, who just obviously didn't have it as much tonight. Um, but yeah, like those are the things that, with a team this talented, I'm worried about those top level concerns and like the stuff yeah. underneath. Like, yes, it's like fun to you know get mad about in the regular season, it's but make it's make break. It's March 5th. Like, yeah. come on. Like,
1: <laughs> the Ibaka forever. I don't know if it was on the broadcast or not, but. After Kyle dove for the loose ball and uh, the timeout and the crowd gave him a standing out, yeah. Serge sort of walked towards half court doing the gladiator pose with his arms up. Yeah. That was that was Serge Ibaka forever right there. That was
0: fantastic. Yeah. Uh, any other stray notes, comments, concerns from this game?
1: Yeah. Uh, more about you. Your like nihilism peninsula on It's Fine Island. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. And It's Fine. Bizarre combination, but I love it. I'm trying to think of the yeah. German philosopher. It's probably an it.
0: oxymoron, but you know it, you it, it is it fine while nothing matters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, there was a play in this game that I think we should uh, discuss and uh, revel in. Mm. Kyle Lowry defended a two-on-one oh. uh, by James Harden and PJ Tucker to the point where the play resulted in no basket for Houston and a foul somehow uh, like a loose ball foul for Harden like going for the rebound after uh, Lowry like shut it down and forced like a weird tricky push shot from Harden Kyle Lowry forever dude yeah, like he, he was a minus 19 in the first quarter he finished minus 5 he was even by that by, by halftime yeah. like he forced yeah. a, a panic pass then a panic shot then a foul
1: in the yeah. span of 1 second on yeah. a 2 on 1 when he's not six feet tall like that's insane
0: like one of the better eight six and six games on four of 16 shooting you'll see like even in the fourth quarter um as they kind of let it and like his plus minus doesn't reflect the rest of the guys in the starters just because yeah. um he was out there with some pretty yeah he had the most time well with the yeah he was playing a lot with that saw looks that were pretty bad but um like i even in the fourth quarter as they were just trying to like hang on to it kyle missed some shots he was 0-5 from deep tonight but like he had something like zipped to his game that was oh, yeah. just like, oh yeah, Kyle still got it, man. Like He looked healthy. I'm so not worried about Kyle. It's, yeah, he it's fantastic. He had a little bit was... of a spill. I think like he was limping for a little bit, but he seemed like he was fine afterwards. Looked like he just got hit, uh, yeah. you know, Sun don't
1: shine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he looked healthy. His back looked good. His shot looked good, even though it didn't fall. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, he had that zip, that force to his game where he is the aggressor on offense and defense. Yeah. That you, That's the one indication where, you know, this is Kalo, yep. when he really takes it to the other guy in every situation.
0: Yeah, so I guess ultimately, it sucks that they lost this one. It was a strange game with, like, a lot of weird runs and back and forth, but... Uh, and we
1: should fire Nick Nurse because of it.
0: Oh, definitely, and uh, release Jeremy Lin. And yep. Cut everyone. Give Serge Ibaka a five-year max, <laughs> and all of those things because you know people love to get mad about a March fifth game. Uh, I think that's going to do it, Lewis. Thank you so much for jumping on the pod. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> nah, I don't do anything, man. I work at a bar. You right you rap right, for the public, dude. Come on.
1: That's true. Um, uh, I have a, <laughs> so I have a gamer going up tomorrow. I have a cool piece about the changes. Since the trade deadline, um, uh, stuff you wouldn't expect—you know, changes in pace, how they take more charges between three guys than like six teams combined.
0: Uh, I'm not doing
1: anything. Coming up the I next do day nothing. should be yeah. fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, read Lewis. Lewis is very good. Uh, I'm less good, but you, know, you can read me. Probably Thursday afternoon. Uh, I'll have another What Didn't Suck up. I have a one from the, the Pistons game. I, they keep losing games and making me right. It's very annoying. Um, so the What Didn't Suck that went up this morning is about OG Ananobi and insulty Dwayne Casey and Kyle Lowry being mm. awesome. So read that. And then Thursday, another What Didn't Suck will be coming. Um, this time with, like, quotes and stuff. you got to love when they have <laughs> quotes from games because that makes everything matter, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, i got to go catch a train. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time on Locked On Raptors.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.